Good afternoon, everyone. We are back. Restoration of Women's Virtues Live. I'm Chesley. This is Pastor Mary Jean Pigeon. Amen. And we just welcome you. We have a lot of good stuff to share with you today. We hope that you've been enjoying meeting with us uh, every Thursday at 12 o'clock. Um, keep in mind that you can also go back and look at uh, previous teachings on YouTube and Facebook and just talking about the role of the women, the woman. Um, Pastor Mary Jean had this vision in her heart to uh, really get a message out about restoring uh, the woman's original purpose, the way that God designed that. And so uh, we we dig into a lot of different things uh, concerning that True. topic. And <laughs> a lot of different things. Just because as women of God, uh, we do have such a powerful influence and through this ministry, um, my life really changed. And I walked in the doors of West Houston Christian Center where Pastor Mary Jean and her awesome husband, Pastor Jack Pigeon, uh, founded this church. Uh, and I knew nothing. <laughs> and so it kind of had a blank slate and have just learned and grown so much yeah. over the last truly um, probably over 20 years or Has about it been that 20 long? years. Oh yeah. my goodness. You have grown. So, uh, it's, it's been a an awesome journey. Uh, there've been challenges and highs and lows, but, but really, I think what has really grounded me is just, just creating that foundation of the goodness of God and the truth of God's word. And, and just really realizing that the way I live out my life, um, as a woman has such a, a powerful influence and an impact on the world, on my children, on my husband, on, you know, family members, and even on strangers <laughs> That's true. Uh, and on the world. I mean, Amen. we really do have um, great influence. just a great influence. And so we're, we're really glad to have you. And uh, we hope that you are gleaning some good things from these teachings. And uh, we're going to get into some more good stuff. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm excited. Yes. Well, um, I like to, I, as the teacher in me likes to back up and get a running start. So <laughs> I'm going to just quickly review some of the things we've been into the last couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, first and foremost, well, we're looking at the, the power of the tongue. We're looking at the influence of the woman and the power of the tongue. And um, that God spoke creation into being. This whole world that we live in, in Genesis 1, all through Genesis 1, he spoke it into be. Yes. And then in Genesis 1, 26 and through 28, he, he created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created them male and female. He Amen. created them. And that's the scripture that really hooked my jaw when I was asking the Lord, Jesus, how do you want to live through your life through me as a female? Amen. And um, I, I saw that scripture. It's not like I hadn't seen it before. But when I saw that scripture, I thought, oh, I'm a female and I'm made in the image of God, too. Amen. And so I started searching out that part. And then it says that um, so God created the whole world through words and then he made us in his image. And then he, he it says that he rested in Genesis 2 from his work on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> the word work there means uh, to 
It's an unused root in the Hebrew to dispatch as a deputy or as an ambassador, which shows me that he dispatched his word as a deputy and an ambassador. Mm -hmm. So he put his word out there to work. And that's why he was able to rest because he had he had dispatched the word to do the work and he was resting in that. And that right there is a real sign to us as humans uh, how to uh, rest, to enter into his rest. Amen. And that is to trust in and lean upon and adhere to his word. Amen. And so um, we looked at that and then we went and saw that Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose. And you know, I, I have to remind us, and I, I keep wanting to go back to that someday, Chesley, because mm -hmm. it's in the book right here, Woman, Her Purpose, Position, and Power. But it talks about how in our formation in the womb of the mother and how um, uh, the, the, the changes happen from male to female, our brains are, are made different. They're equipped differently. Mm -hmm. And women, we are equipped to talk. <laughs> and when it says it's not good that man should be alone, I will make a help meet for him. Literally, if you investigate that, it means one to stand boldly out opposite and talk to him. So tell your husband yeah. you were created to talk to him. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And so we are given uh, verbal skills that, are, that and we can out talk them. We can out talk them, ladies. <laughs> we can out talk them. And so <clears throat> it's important that as women, we get the word of God in our mouth. Yes. You know, because as much as as much as we want to talk and rant and rave sometimes, mm -hmm. we tear down. But when we put the word of God in our mouth, we create and build up mm -hmm. and we bring people into their destinies. Amen. And in a sense, that's the true motherhood of God is um, is not just changing diapers, you know, but it's bringing people into their full destinies. Right. That's kind of the nurturing yeah. aspect. Like the feminine side. And, and molding right. your children shaping, or even huh? people around you. Like, yeah, shaping our world around us, which is, includes the people in our lives. <laughs> that's right. And, and we're, we're gifted for that. That's an anointing for us. I, I was reminded again this morning, uh, which I used to preach from all the time, Genesis 1.16, this is the... He created two great lights, the greater the two lights in the heavens, the greater light to rule the day mm -hmm. and the lesser light to rule the night. And the greater light would be the sun out in the heavens. Mm -hmm. And it, it has a dominion, if you will, over the world you can see. Mm -hmm. The lesser light, which would be the moon, because it's reflecting the light of the sun. Right. And it has a dominion over, over the world you can't see. And I always like to liken that to the male and female roles, parts of uh, the male and female aspect of the Godhead, mm -hmm. that the man is, he, he's moved by the world he sees. Mm -hmm. And the woman's moved by words, and words are, are spiritual tools mm -hmm. that you can't see, but you sense them. Right. The world, Chesley, calls this uh, women's intuition. Right. That's what they've called it. But it's really our image of God. And we have, you know, the New Testament talks to us about the hidden man of the heart, mm -hmm. that the woman is to be, that's to be her beauty, is the hidden man of the heart. So we deal with the hidden man of the heart. We deal with heart issues. Amen. And we do that in their behalf. Yes. And so uh, they're called to try to understand our hearts and listen. And that's a hard thing to do because yeah. sometimes I don't understand my heart. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what I'm about. 
Yes. So, but they're called to understand us. The call on both of us, male and female, requires the Holy Spirit to help us. Yes. We Amen. couldn't do it on our own. Yeah. So uh, God knew exactly what he was doing. Yes. And then those times when we feel like, you know, I don't even know myself. I, I know. know what I'm, why I'm <laughs> feeling this way. It's, it is comforting to know that, you know, God knows us. Yeah better than we can even know ourselves and, right. and we can look to him. And I think that. that's one thing as women that we yearn for someone to understand us. Yes, absolutely. And to help us understand our ourselves. communication, that's truly the, <laughs> it is. The, the ultimate goal is just to be understood. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I like to say that if, uh, if uh, to tell the men, if, if your woman, if your wife is ranting and raving and out, it seems to be out of control, just go up and give her a hug. Don't say anything. Don't try to fix it. Just hold her for a little while because she knows she's out of control and she doesn't want to be out of control, but she needs help. So yeah, uh, anyway, we'll get into the role of submission later on down the road. But right now we're talking about submitting our words to the Lord and letting them become fruitful. You know, when he created man, the male and female in his image, he said to them, first off, be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. Mm-hmm. And, and here it says uh, in Proverbs eighteen twenty, we looked at last week, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power or the hand of the tongue mm-hmm. and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Whoso findeth a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I just love the way those three scriptures go together. That was Proverbs 18, 20 through 22. Mm-hmm. So whoso findeth a wife finds a good thing. And it's interesting that that comes right after death and life are in the hand of the tongue. Wow. So as verbal people, mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. Uh, we need to really be careful yeah, uh, true. Uh, with our mouth. Mm. <laughs> so it's a discipline. It, yes, it is. It's a learned discipline. And anytime you're studying the Word of God, it's convicting, mm-hmm. and you know. And we all know this is not. This is kind of like um, food, food and diets and stuff. Oh yeah. You never <laughs> get it down. You yeah. always have to keep maintaining it. Yeah. So. Then we saw in Proverbs eighteen twenty three that the poor uses entreaties, but the rich answers roughly, which showed us that. When we're begging and pleading with God for things, we're coming out of a poor spirit. But when we have a rich spirit, uh, we we are strong in understanding our covenant, mm-hmm. and we understand the promise of God. Amen. And so we're 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 coming to we're coming in our prayer from a, a level of faith mm-hmm. and not begging. Amen. Amen. So we understand our covenant. Then we got to Habakkuk. And uh, three verses three through five. This is a great scripture because it talks about the hiding place of his power. And that's what we were really talking about last week was um, learning to uh, release his power. And in Habakkuk three, three through five, it says, God came from Taman and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. That's in the Psalms a lot too, Mm -hmm. Selah. And it literally means just pause and think about it a little bit. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. And his brightness was as the light. He had horns, bright beams. He had horns, and then in parentheses, bright beams out of his side. Mm -hmm. He had horns coming out of his hand, and in parentheses, bright beams out of his side. 
and there was the hiding place of his power. So where was the hiding place of his power? <clears throat> in his hand. And his hand is the power of the tongue mm -hmm. in our day. Mm -hmm. You know, back then, it, um, in today's world, translating it from a natural setting to a spiritual setting, the hand is the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. The tongue is the hand of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Bible is the sword. Right. So when you put your sword in your hand, which is your tongue, <laughs> right. and speak the word, that's you are so doing good. warfare. Amen. That's so, so good. Thank you, Lord. And and that's and then it says before him went I thought this is interesting. Before him went the pestilence and burning coals went forth at his feet. And you know, you've heard people say before, I'd like to pour, pour burning coals on his head, that's for sure. But if you study that out with the it's in the Proverbs also it's literally your if burning coals are at his feet then when i bring somebody under burning coals i'm bringing them to the foot to the feet of jesus mm -hmm. and you're bringing them to the mercies of god actually Amen. but it says the hiding place of his power there in habakkuk his brightness was as the light and he had horns and there was the hiding of his power that word power is an interesting word and it's strength boldness, might, and in that might, it's material, physical, personal, social, or political. And the thing to know is, then in 1 Chronicles 16, 11, it says, seek the Lord in his strength. That's the same word as power. The hiding place of his power, the hiding place of his strength is in, his, in the power of his tongue. Seek the Lord and his strength or his power. Seek his face continually. Well, we're told, and that's a command form that seek the Lord in his power. We're told to seek God's face, to seek this power out. Mm -hmm. And it covers material, physical, personal, social, or political. Wow. So that's every aspect of life, really. And a lot of times we like to think, uh, well, I don't, I don't want material things. Well, you're told to seek the Lord in his strength and power in material and then physical, you, you seek him out in the physical realm. Mm -hmm. Personal, your personal issues that you've got to seek the Lord and his strength and his power. Mm -hmm. Social or political. Christians are not to be involved in politics. Oh, no. Yeah. We're not to get involved in government. Oh, yes, we are the government. <laughs> Amen. We're the government in this earth. We're the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the government from heaven. Amen. And Jesus told us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. So we're here to bring forth the will of God yes. in the earth. And as women, we carry a powerful influence. I think about Deborah and Barak. Someday I'd like to get in and kind of dissect that little in Judges chapter four and five. Mm -hmm. But we carry a tremendous influence in these areas. And so uh, I, the devil has... You know, when Jesus said the thief comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy, he steals the word out of our life, and then he can kill us and destroy us. Right. And uh, we, need, we need to take back our power. Yeah. <laughs> He's talked us into giving up government. Mm -hmm. It's a sin to be rich, taking a poverty uh, uh, spirit on us. Right. And it's a sin to do this, and it's wrong to do that, and you shouldn't want material things. Well, you need to be showing off how good God is. Yes. Amen. Right. And those things um, that the enemy tries to talk us out of or take from us, 
really, he's not trying to take things from you. Really, he's not even trying to take your health from you or mm -hmm. your, he, he wants to take the truth from us. That's because true. if we don't have the truth, then we can't, we're can, not free. Right, we're not free and we're not productive in the kingdom of God. That's true. And we're not, you know, it's not just about ourselves. It's mm -hmm. not just about what can the word do for me? That's you know, it's kind of like the statement of our, for our nation, like not what we can do, not what our country can do for <laughs> us, but what we can do. do so it's the same with the kingdom of God. It's not all about, although God does want to just lavish his love and blessings on us, which is so just awesome of him, you know, but, Amen. but it's what we can then do in turn because of what he did for us. Right. But without the truth, we're not effective. Right. And that's what the enemy wants to steal. So then he can kill you spiritually and physically. Right. And then he can destroy your family and destroy what you've worked for or everything around that's you. That's true. That's so true. And, and as a woman, when you are saturated in that and mm -hmm. you are full, full with that, mm -hmm. you're just going to naturally spill it out to those around you. Yes. And right. husbands, watch out. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> ah, amen. So then we went to Galatians 4, 1 through 4. Where it's, uh, why don't you read that for us, Chesley? Sure. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman under the law, made under the law. And what did we discover last week about that word child? <laughs> that a child means not speaking. Yeah. So when we're infants, we don't we're do not speaking out. We're not using the we word just, of God and speaking it out. Right. We're not being productive, really, because right, it's right. the word that's going to produce, isn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. When we try to produce on our own, we don't get anywhere, but the word tries to, the word will be productive. It, it will produce what God intended it, performs it to produce. It will. Yeah. It doesn't return yeah. void. So, right. Yeah. So, it's alive. Huh? <laughs> it's alive. It, it's alive. Yes. <laughs> it's the Lord. Don't you remember when I think one of them, Peter, I guess, jumped off the boat? It's the Lord. He saw him fishing. And then this same word child is used as babes in 1 Corinthians 3 1. I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not yet carnal and walk as men? So uh, once again, that word is you are babes in Christ. And babes, child, not speaking. So you're not speaking. Mm -hmm. In the words again in Ephesians 4.14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. That really struck me uh, looking at it last week was that when I'm not speaking, I'm just like, uh, you know, this hurricane that just came through, uh, is coming through the United States in Louisiana. Um, they well, we went out yesterday and hatched down all, put tied down all of our patio furniture, <laughs> thinking these great winds were coming to us. But it, fortunately, it didn't come our way. But um, uh, 
you're like a child tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, because you're not establishing yourself right. by what you speak. There's no stability there. Yeah. So whatever happens in life yeah. just happens. You know, to one us. one time uh, I had the Lord say to me, He was, I don't know, I was asking him about something. He says, I am not going to be one more thing in life that happens to you. Because, mm. you know, when you don't know God and you don't know the Word, life just happens to you. That's right. And you don't know why it happens or when it happens or what made it happen. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know the things that we're learning here. Right. And so when you don't know God, life just happens. So when we're no more, we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. And a child is someone who's not speaking. Mm -hmm. So we'll also see later on down the road and you get into the 10 virgins, the foolish virgins means to shut the mouth. The wow. foolish vir virgins shut their mouth. They were not speaking. Wow. And so uh, children and foolishness come from not speaking, <laughs> if you get that. Which is interesting because it's almost uh, <laughs> like what we try to teach our kids not to do is like, be quiet, don't yeah. they, you know? And so that's just a, I don't know, that just sounds funny that children means not speaking, but we want them to learn to, to speak, speak the right, word of God, yeah, right, 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 right. Well, that's what I say when it says a child, it, it literally means not speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not speaking the right things. Yeah, that's good. You know, mm -hmm. and like I said last week, when the Lord told me, when he was talking to me about this, mm -hmm. you're not saying anything bad and that's good. <laughs> right, I love but that. But you're not saying anything good and that's bad. <laughs> so what happens is we, uh, uh, this also leads into speaking of things that aren't as though they were. We um, quit, I quit criticizing myself. I learned to quit saying ugly things about myself or thinking those things, that internal thought. Mm -hmm. I learned to, to shut that down, but I wasn't saying anything that was productive. Mm -hmm. I just stopped saying non-productive stuff, right. but I wasn't saying productive stuff. For instance, I am patient and kind, not jealous, arrogant, or boastful. Amen. I don't act unbecomingly or seek my own or take into account a wrong suffered. Mm -hmm. I had memorized the love scriptures back then. Saying that about yourself mm -hmm. gives the Holy Spirit some tool to work with. Yes. And then he gets in there and starts bringing that to pass. Yes, and it works. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. I used to deal with a, a little bit of a temper where we get angry. <laughs> And I remember in my early days of, of doing all this, I remember I'd go in the bathroom finally and say, you are patient and kind, not jealous, arrogant, or boastful. You don't act unbecoming. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You know, <laughs> just get after myself. Yeah. But we, we are to rule over. You know why government grows and grows and grows? Because people are not governing themselves. Mm. And we are, the, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to be the best at governing ourselves yes. and show the world that we the can, grace of God. We can run our own lives under God. Yes, but right. That we can control our own life. But it's His grace that helps us do that. Yes, that's true. You know, we have a resource to draw from, and that's the grace of God. Amen. Because literally in the Amplified, where it talks about grace in 1 Corinthians 6, it says it, it's what turns your heart towards righteousness and strengthen mm -hmm. it strengthens your heart and turns it towards righteousness Amen. that's what grace does mm -hmm. grace doesn't give you an excuse to that's not right. deal with yourself grace gives you the strength to deal with yourself Amen. 
Isn't that right? Yes, amen. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. <laughs> so speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So there we saw that. And then um, in Hebrews 5, 13, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. And it talks about in verse 13, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Mm. So there we go again, uh, not speaking. We become unskillful in the word of righteousness. Wow. Jesus gave us a gift of righteousness as a free gift. When you get born again, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, he, he transforms your inner man. Well, he, he comes in by his spirit and, and established a home in your spirit man that was dead mm -hmm. and now it comes alive by the Holy Ghost and uh, but that righteousness is a free gift that you get right when that happens but now you've got to walk in righteousness right. so you need to learn it says you become if you use milk all the time you're unskillful in the word of righteousness mm -hmm. so learning how to walk in, in the righteousness of God in Christ mm -hmm. Uh, we need to walk in it and maintain it because let me tell you, righteousness is a tremendous force. Amen. And that's why when you get saved and you go around people again after that, they think that you think you're better than them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and you, you're like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Yeah. I didn't even say anything. Yeah. It's the force that's in you that comes into the room. When you come into the room, that force of righteousness walks in with you because it's in you mm -hmm. and it's your free gift. But we need to learn how to walk in it skillfully. Yes. Right. right? Which takes the renewing of the mind, which uh, is there you through go. the Word of God. We have to change the way we think right. before we can even establish start, it. Right. Have it established and then start being skillful with it and letting it come out of our mouths. We have to think the right way about it first. Absolutely. So, God is good. <laughs> I'm about to preach us happy here. Okay, so uh, we, we want to be skillful. It says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the works of righteousness, for he's a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So full age means brought to its finished end. And now we're going to finally get to <laughs> uh, James chapter 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> do you want to do you want to read that for sure. me? Okay. James chapter 3, 1 through 6. This is really powerful. 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 It's powerful. It says, "My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man." and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of forced winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithsoever the governor listeth. I only had till verse 4. Hmm? Verse yeah. five, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. 
so is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on, set on fire of hell. That is such a powerful scripture. I yes. mean, you know, we, we could take that scripture and meditate on it day in and day out. It's just to understand the power that's in our, in our mouth. Mm -hmm. There's a miracle. John Osteen used to preach a sermon, there's a miracle in your mouth. Mm -hmm. um, what did it say in Habakkuk? There was the hiding place of his power was in the hand of his tongue. Right. So if you want power in your life, you have to speak it forth. God, God is available and ready to be there for us, but we, He's going to honor His own Word. Mm -hmm. Actually, Psalm 138 says He honors His Word above His name. Yes, amen. So I can call on the name of Jesus, but when I speak the Word of God, it right. really releases power. So just imagine when you speak His Word in His name. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Under the blood. That's a very good point, Chester. <laughs> there you go. We well, the name, you know. The word in the blood. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So it says, uh, be not many masters, knowing we shall receive greater condemnation. For one thing, uh, we're held accountable for what we're passing on to them to do it ourselves. Yes. Because we're going to be judged for that. If I can, if I know enough to tell you what to do, then I need to, I'm Practice responsible to the Lord for that. Yes. For me to do it. Yeah, that's true. And so, um, for in many things we offend all, it means to trip or to err or to sin or to fail of salvation, mm. to fall short of salvation. In many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that is. A man is a perfect man. I mean, basically it means you um, complete full age to, and you, you've set you to set out for a definite goal or a point or goal. In other words, you finish, you get to the goal, you get to the defined end. That's a perfect man. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing is about a rose mm -hmm. in a little bitty bud, right? And then a half open bud and then a full open bud. Mm -hmm. Every stage of that rose is perfect. Mm. For its time. Yeah, yeah. for its time. The That's bud good. was perfect. The half open bud was perfect. Mm -hmm. And the full flower is perfect. I love roses. So <laughs> I don't know if we're buds. In some areas, I'm still a bud. Yeah, that's Then good. I'm a half open rose and then I'm a full open rose. <laughs> I want to be a full open rose. <laughs> All the time and everything. That's what we're aiming for. That's where yes, we're headed yes, towards. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths, but they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. Have you ever ridden a horse? Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> you, you, you just guide that horse, yeah. but you pull back on it, you guide it. And that's what the, if, if where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. Speak it out. You yes. know, one, one man said that you're, you're going to, you're going to follow after your own words yeah. and your heart is hearing your words. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what time it is. It is currently 1231, so we've been about 30 minutes. Yes, well, let's hurry. Let's hurry. It said also the ships, though they be great, are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Mm -hmm. And even so, the tongue, I want to get to this part. So just to know, just to get the picture, a huge, big, think of a cruise ship. Yeah. And the power of the tongue can turn that ship around. That's yeah. something that big. You can... 
I don't know where you are in life right now. Mm. I don't know what's going on in your house right now. I don't know if your kids are running off and doing things they shouldn't be doing. For one thing, mothers, if they're running off doing things they shouldn't be doing, the blood is powerful. Keep the blood of Jesus over them. God will bring them home if you'll stay in faith. And like he said to me one time, he doesn't need a judge. He needs an intercessor. Amen. So don't get mad at him and judge them, even though you might be mad at them because of their behaving. But mm -hmm. but don't judge them in that. Mm -hmm. Just just stay in the gap, stand in the gap for them. Yeah. Bring them to their destinies. The tongue is a little member and burst, boasts great things. And uh, so how great a matter a little fire kindles. The tongue is a fire. It is the world. This is the point I want to make. The world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. It's the only world the devil, your enemy has against you is in your mouth. Wow. <laughs> so he's going to pressure you to get you to say what he wants you to say right. so he can go do it. Right. The Holy Spirit's going to encourage you to say what he wants you to say so he can go do it. Right. So we can either... It, Whatever yeah. comes out of your mouth, just think of it as I'm either agreeing with God, agreeing with the right. Holy Spirit, or, or I'm my enemy. agreeing with the enemy. There's right. only two. There's, there's no only two places in to between. That's yeah. true. So we we have to be wise about. And the Holy words. Spirit will help us govern our tongue. You yes. know, no man can do it by himself. You need to you need to ask for help. Yes. But it's it's the only world he's got. So is the tongue among our members that it defiles. And we'll finish up with this, that it defileth the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. So in other words, the tongue is what defiles the whole body. The word defiled there, Chesley, is also in Ephesians 5, 27, uh, when Jesus might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. Spot is the defiling, is defile. Wow. It's the same Greek word. So uh, the members that are spotted, it, it, the tongue among our members spots the whole body. So God's coming for a church free of spot or wrinkle. So he is, he's not coming for a child. He's yeah. coming for a mature bride. Wow. That's so we cool. all need to, you know, buff up in our yes. speaking skills. Yes. Amen. I would think. And repent when you say something. I mean, when it slips out your mouth, you know, right. just just pull it back. And, mm -hmm. But it says um, uh, the tongue is among our members. It defiles the whole body. It's set on fire. It setteth on fire the course of nature. Mm -hmm. So if you start talking against yourself, what is it that uh, a woman, that uh, a wife that shames her husband is as rottenness in his bones. Mm -hmm. So when she's putting down her husband all the time, she's, mm -hmm. crea she's creating a... a a bad scenario for him. Yes. <laughs> Brought this to his bones yeah. and is set on fire of hell. So there you go. The devil, the devil wants to set your tongue on fire. So he has lots of material to work with. Yeah, that's true. So there he we is go. He not our friend. Huh? He is not our friend. <laughs> no. And I do, I do pray in the future that we'll get into prayer, women mm -hmm. in prayer. Amen. And how powerful you can be in the prayer time for your... Ladies, we're living in, a, in the last days. We're living in a time and it's real important that we are busy about our father's business. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 
Well, thank you all for being with us. I just want to say hello to Miss Martha Mumford and hey, Martha. to Miss Raja and Miss Linda Messner was with us today. Hey, Linda. Uh, Hi. So we're Bless glad y'all were here. Um, we look forward to next week. And if you ever want to comment or if you have prayer requests or questions or anything like that, just send them through and we would be happy to address those things. Amen. <laughs> we sure would. Yes, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. See you next week. Bless you.